Predictions are dangerous. We absolutely need more inventory. The Fed doesn't actually have a lot of tools to regulate inflation. That cash has dried up. Wow, is my first thought, Bruce. If both parties don't win, it doesn't happen. The Real Look. Trending News. Happy Wednesday. Today's November 8th. I'm Chase Williams, and I'm actually here today with our special guest, Stacy States, Regional Operating Principal for the Keller Williams West Side and Coastal LA regions, and Operating Principal for Keller Williams Realty Boise in Boise, Idaho. Thanks for being here, Stacy. Thanks for having me. This is the news you need to know. Well, Stacy, there was a huge landmark decision last week in the Sitzer Burnett case where jury awarded over $5 billion, $5.36 billion actually, in damages to home sellers. And of course, this is the trial that we've been talking about on this podcast for quite some time regarding the commissions, right? So what are your thoughts on the jury's decision to award $5.36 billion in damages to home sellers? I'm actually quite shocked. From our perspective, nobody has done anything wrong. So I was just expecting for them to see that quite clearly. You know, the problem that they have with NAR and the other companies is they say that we're conspiring around this cooperative compensation rule. And I practiced real estate for a long time and I coach real estate agents and there's never been one time that we told people that they had to force anyone to pay a commission or a cooperative commission. So I guess I thought it was pretty cut and dry, but clearly they only deliberated for two and a half hours and found guilty. So that was surprising, actually. Yeah, I thought the same thing. First of all, that's $2.14 billion per hour <laughs> that was rewarded. And that's so, how much we make to do this podcast. But... Yeah, seriously. The amount of money is astronomical, but I'll be honest, I'm with you in this idea that the word conspiracy is where I really get hung up. Mm -hmm. Right. Because as you and I both know, both large national franchises like ours and others, they really almost have nothing to do with what commission is paid. That's almost always decided exclusively at the kitchen table between seller and that particular real estate agent, including NAR. They have nothing to do with commissions whatsoever as far as a practical nature. So this idea that we were all conspiring together is really hard to stomach given that all of those decisions are made in someone's home and based on their specific needs. The fact that they only deliberated for two hours and 28 minutes is a little sickening, if you ask me. I mean, these class action type lawsuits tend to take a really long time because there's a lot of facts, there's a lot of information, and there's a lot of dollars at stake. And it just seemed to go so quickly here, almost as if the decision had already been made. I wonder if the settlements by a couple of other companies, Remax and Anywhere, which settled prior to the trial, had any influence in you know, what was decided when the rest of us went to trial. What are your thoughts on that? I was actually thinking the same thing. I'm assuming they're not sequestered in a way that they don't hear about any other information. So they're thinking, oh, these other companies settled. Well, what I think I understand is those other companies settled without admitting that they had done anything wrong, right? They didn't have to admit that they did anything wrong, but I think it does potentially put in somebody's mind like, oh, see, these other big companies are putting a payout. So these other companies must be guilty. It probably didn't help. That's for sure. Well, there's been a lot of statements that have been put out following the verdict. One was by NAR spokesperson Mantel Williams. He said, NAR rules prioritize consumers. 
support market-driven pricing, and promote business competition. This matter is not close to being final as we will appeal the jury's verdict. In the interim, we will ask the court to reduce the damages awarded by the jury. And there's been some similar statements made by a few of the other companies that were named in the verdict in regards to appeal and still not admitting that any conspiracy happened. Matter of fact, quite the opposite, denying that any of this has happened. And so it'll be interesting to see how long that drags on and what the ultimate result is from those appeals. Yeah, you're right. They are saying they're going to appeal. I just thought, oh, this is going to go on for years. Who's going to win when this drags on for years and years and years? The attorneys, right? The other thing that I thought was interesting was the day after this had been announced that they sued seven more real estate companies. Again, they're just looking, I think, for the biggest payday possible. Yeah, I think you're right. There's also a statement by our very own Daryl Frost at Keller Williams. He also said this is not the end. Keller Williams followed the law regarding cooperative compensation and stands by the evidence presented on the 100-year-old practice of seller's agents offering commissions to other agents who help market and sell homes. So again, that's just a statement. But in practicality, if you're a real estate agent listening to this podcast and you're wondering what is going to happen, the reality right now is there's more questions than answers and you can continue practicing real estate today just like you did yesterday. This is far from over. I would encourage you, however, to focus on the things that you can control. And none of this is inside of our control. What's inside of your control is being able to specifically communicate your value as a real estate agent, being able to ask to be compensated regardless of what side of the transaction you're on, understanding some of the objections or questions you might get when you're asking to be compensated. These are all skill-based things that you can pour your energy and effort into that no matter what happens will make you a better professional. And here's the thing. Professionals always win, even when there's changes. Why? Because they pivot, they recommit themselves to expertise and mastery of new skills that they may need. So yes, there's a lot of questions out there and, and less answers. But if you focus your energy and effort on what you can do to become a professional and develop your skill around these areas, you're going to be just fine either way. Yeah. And I reiterated to the agents in my office to number one, have gratitude for the people on the ground level that are working on either NAR committees or like all the stuff that moves these things forward and protects us and make sure that the consumer is taken care of, like gratitude for those people. And number two, like be using your forms, know what your scripts are, because if you're explaining everything and you're showing and you're signing the forms and the clients are signing the forms, you're doing exactly the best practice. Yep. More to come on this for sure. I'm sure this story is far from over on this podcast and in the industry at large. We'll be walking around with our canes going like, I wonder what happened to that settlement. <laughs> Next up in the news, an announcement that Zillow Group acquired follow-up boss for up to $500 million in Quest for Housing Super App. Zillow Group is adding to its arsenal of agent tools and a popular customer relationship management system. This is a big number. Zillow's paying $400 million in cash up front plus an additional $100 million in cash earnout. And it looks like the co-founders and the 100 employees are going to stay on with that acquisition. I really think this is just a nod to what we already have seen happening, which is consolidation of the industry, right? I think at the end of the day, there's going to continue to be consolidation like this. And the reason is, and we've talked about on this show before, there's this race to what people see and companies see as this end-to-end -end 
platform where, you know, the consumer can remain on one platform for every piece and every step in the process, including ownership of the home and everything that comes after the transaction. That's the ultimate goal. What we've also seen is that creating and building that has proven to be much harder for anyone to do than we all thought. Hence the consolidation, Mm -hmm. right? If Zillow believes that they can go acquire a company that has a CRM or technology, in other words, that is better than what they could build on their own, you can see how much they value that, right? They probably also value the amount of customers and consumers that are using Follow-Up Boss. There's a good chance that they value all of the data and information that can come from the clients and databases that exist inside of Follow-Up Boss. So it's yet to be seen how that impacts the real estate agents that use Follow-Up Boss. Some of them are likely concerned with the fact that there's some that would view Zillow as a competitor. What are your thoughts around those real estate agents that love follow-up boss and now realize that they're in business with Zillow? Yeah. I mean, I think we're going to have to see what this rollout looks like, but I think you always want to be concerned, no matter what database you're using, is who owns your data, who has access to your client roster. I think it could potentially be easy for a client to say that they're not going to be using that information. But I would think, why would I pay $500 million to not access any of the information or not have access to any of the data? So I guess we'll have to see what that rollout continues to be. This purchase goes to show that there is nothing more important to a realtor's business than their database. So you need to be using one. You need to be adding to it. You need to be communicating with it and you need to be adding value to your database. Yeah, there was actually a statement put out by a chief industry development officer. I believe his first name's Errol. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but his last name's Samuelson. And he actually did put out a statement in reference to what you're describing. He said, the policy remains the same. If you are the person who enters the data into the system, it's your data and it belongs to you. And that's not going to change. I appreciate him saying that. It's smart of him to say that because if you're concerned about who owns your data, you might be looking at alternatives to follow-up boss as an example. The question though is this. It's one thing to say that. It's another to have a rock-solid policy that protects that. And oh, by the way, it's one thing to say that it belongs to you. It's another not to say what I might do with the information while it's in my technology, even if I don't own it. And to your Mm -hmm. point, there's got to be, in my mind, some sort of play for the value that that data represents on the part of Zillow, even if they intend to allow others to own the data. It doesn't say that they won't use it. I think the question mark becomes, how will they use it? Will they use it in a way that's beneficial to the real estate agent? Will they use it in a way that looks to disrupt or harm the real estate agent? I'm not asking those questions as if I just assume that Zillow has evil in their heart towards the real estate agent, because I don't. But those are big questions that have to be asked when these type of consolidations happen in the industry, I believe. 100%. Well, in our last story today, a farewell story, National Association of Realtors CEO Bob Goldberg is actually going to be retiring early after some emergency meetings. Although Goldberg had been set to leave at the end of 2024, a little over a year from the recording of this podcast, he's now going to step down this month. And his departure comes on the heels of a harassment scandal at the trade organization. So, Stacey, 
It's been a rough season for NAR for multiple reasons. What say you regarding Bob's decision to step down now rather than at the end of last year? When a lot of disruption happens with a company, sometimes there needs to be an exit. Although it looks like a mutual decision and they really appreciate what Goldberg contributed over all of these years to the National Association of Realtors, there was some rumors, some tumultuous things going on. And then on the ending of this case, you know, I hate to say it. I think sometimes there's just changes that have to be made. Yeah, there are. And unfortunately for Bob, and I sure hope that it doesn't cloud all the value that he offered NAR over the decades that he was there. But there is an interim CEO and her name is Nikia Wright. And she's actually previously the CEO of the Chicago Sun-Times. She's going to be replacing Bob Goldberg as the interim CEO on November 20th while they start a comprehensive search process to identify a permanent CEO. So there will be immediate leadership at the helm, even though it may be interim and certainly proven leadership from a different organization. Goldberg said in part of his statement, after announcing my decision to retire earlier this year, and as I reflected on my 30 years at NAR, I determined last month that now is the right time for this extraordinary organization to look to the future. So Nakia Wright, what are your thoughts on this replacement in the interim? It looks like Goldberg is going to continue to help with that transition and provide as a consultant. So that's going to be good. It sounds like Nakia is someone you don't want to mess with. It does say she's no BS. She's got a lot of strategic expertise and forward-looking perspective are exactly what NAR needs to continue advancing its mission in this ever-changing world. I think it's a good move. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how long the search takes, this comprehensive search, as they've discussed, in light of the challenges that you mentioned, right? Maybe time for a leadership change. And I have a feeling that NAR is going to want to be extra specific and intentional about the particular search, given some of the bumps in the road, at the very least, that they've experienced already and are likely to continue experiencing, given the appeal of this verdict that we talked about in the previous story. That's going to be a heavy lift for anyone that comes in. You know, when you and I are consulting real estate agents, we tell people never to hire out of pain. You know, they may have a sense of urgency around wanting to get this done. And I think they're going to take their time to make sure that they have the right person on board for, like we said, the next few years to come because it's going to be a heavy lift. And right here in the Northwest region, we have new NAR president, Tracy Casper, right out of the Boise, Idaho area. And she's delighted to welcome Wright as the interim CEO. Her deep experience driving organizational transformation positions her well to advance our strategy, vision, and culture initiatives. So coming from the realtor group here on the ground, they're excited about the interim move. Yeah. And I want to mention too, Bob, he's not going out without a few words in edgewise. He obviously was testifying in the trial in Missouri. And I thought what he shared was kind of enlightening to what we were talking about previously and is totally relevant here. So I'm going to read some of that. But he was, in essence, pushing back on a suggestion from the plaintiff's counsel that NAR had an incentive in the conspiracy with major real estate franchisors in order to maintain its dues revenue. This is the quote from Bob. He said, that's preposterous because we are commission benign. By that, he meant NAR gets its $150 in annual dues per member, regardless of what that member charges or how much they make. So again, Bob's not going out without advocating for NAR's position on this particular case and the realtors that it serves. And I can certainly appreciate that piece, not knowing the guy and his track record very closely. I love that he shared that because that's absolutely true. 
their dues are not affected in any shape, form, or fashion based on how real estate agents are paid on a decision at the kitchen table. That's the news you need to know. Don't miss this Friday's Northern Lights episode where we'll interview Andrew L. Anderson, who has coached some of the top leaders in the country to break through limiting beliefs, transform their lives, and find lasting freedom. Can't wait for that episode to drop. Stacy, thanks again for joining us while Bruce is on vacay. This has been awesome. I appreciate you having me. We'll see you next time on The Real Look. This podcast is produced by Marissa Frost. Visit kwnwr.com to access the show notes from today's episode. Head over to Apple, Google, or Spotify, or really any major streaming platform to subscribe and don't forget to leave us a review. Thanks again for listening to The Real Look.